Amen. Children could be dismissed for children's church. Man, oh man, that Laura can sing. Woo! She's fun to sing with. <laughs> How many of y'all are happy to be here this morning? You know, uh, Labor Day always has a slim crowd, but I, I was in this morning studying. I thought whoever's coming this morning is fixing to get a blessing. Uh, you may be glad you didn't go to Florida because all they're getting is monsoons of rain and uh, you got to stay home, watch Alabama win, and you get to come today and realize you're a winner in Christ. I mean, what a win-win-win situation, right? It's good to be in the house of the Lord today. I'm going to tell you this, I am excited. One, because uh, I, I know who I am in Christ, but number two, uh, who's coming this next weekend? Now, I know some of y'all didn't hear Paul White last year, so you're not really excited. You're thinking, yeah, 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 I'm going to find something to do next weekend. Let me tell you, don't. Be here. Y'all don't realize Paul White is a man of God, young man of God, who the Lord chose to speak the message of grace, radical grace, not radical greasy grace, but radical grace, the abundance of God's love and the power of God's gifts manifested in us. God is using this young man from California going across the nation, and he's using many, but Paul was one of the first of, of an America who came into this last message of, I believe, the last message for last days. It is the message that God is revealing of how the church can even have a hope of getting into heaven. You are the bride of Christ. You are unadulterated. You are spotless. Never thought that before. I wonder how in the heck am I going to go to heaven? I know I'm going now because I've learned about God's grace and his, his love of blood. Woo, aren't you glad God loves blood? <laughs> and so I want to encourage you to be here next Saturday morning. I know a lot of y'all have questions about grace and you're intimidated or you don't want to feel dumb than asking a question because you're thinking, well, he may have already preached on that and I wouldn't hear that Sunday, but there are some problems or discussion uh, topics of discussion that you've been wanting to figure out and you're afraid to ask me for whatever reason paul white will be here and he said hey have him bring grace questions so saturday morning at nine o'clock we're going to come in here we're gonna have a mic sitting down there you can go to the mic we bring your notepads we're going to learn and grow and it's going to be a great time of discussion he's not preaching that morning he is coming to just answer any questions about grace if you don't have questions about grace he will do a devotional He'll do a little chat time with us and study, but he is prepared to answer grace questions. Then Saturday night at six o'clock, we're having our service. Uh, also Sunday morning, normal service time next Sunday, and then next Sunday night at six. We also are privileged to have the White family from Moulton are going to be doing our worship this year. I did not know that Matt was going to be on board before we had already booked them because I would have just kept Matt uh, because we had some great worship this morning, didn't we? Man. Matt, thank you, brother, for obeying the Lord. And uh, so anyway, so they are going to be here next Sunday as well, the White family. You will be blessed. They're anointed. They love the Lord. So we're just going to get white and white in a win-win situation, right? And what made, what made you white? The blood of Jesus. So it's a, that's right, the, the three W next week. All right. Um, everybody happy? Doyce, can you smile, man? You got them eyebrows staring at me funny like an owl. Woo-hoo. Hey, are you happy today, brother? Okay, he's always happy. Praise God, I hear you. All right, well, you're going to be real happy after today's word, I promise you. There was a nun who was in her late, late years of, of life. Age was pretty high up in the 90s, and she was, she was feeling the, the pains and the aches of, 
her death coming soon and she was not far from dying and she went to the doctor and the doctor said look your days are limited you're in a lot of pain he says i'll tell you what i would do if i were you sister he said i know it's against your religion but i would probably take at least two shots of whiskey a day to just help you with the pain to ease your mind and you won't be thinking about what you, you know the pain you're in and god will understand why don't you just go ahead and do that and she says why i would never do that she was so religious she could never do that and so she said no i'm not going to do that well, the sisters were standing around when the doctor told her, and one of the sisters had an idea. She says, you know what? Sister so-and-so loves fresh milk from the barn. She says, why don't we put a little bit of that whiskey in the milk? And then whenever we can give sister her little milk every day, she can get the whiskey that the doctor said she needs, and she'll have a peaceful death. So it come to the last day, and she knew her time was up. And they said, sister, do you have a word of wisdom for us? And she says, oh, yes, I've got a great word of wisdom. And they all gathered around her, and they said, what is it, sister? And she said, never kill that cow. (laughs) Never kill that cow. I thought that was funny, man. All right, anyway, has nothing to do with my message, but I'm glad you're here today. Thankful that you're here today. Uh, How many of y'all can say that God has been good to you? Amen. That's why we're here, isn't it? Come on now. Uh, for years when I went to church, I always used to wonder if God was ever going to be good to me because I was always trying to impress him based on what I was taught to do, and I've always felt like I fell short, so I always thought God was mad. But I'm glad to know that God's not mad, that God is a God of love, and he's glad that we're here today, eager to learn more about him. I want you to open your Bibles to Mark chapter 5, if you would. Mark chapter 5. I want to start reading in verse 25. Mark chapter 5, verse 25. While you're turning, I would like to meet with the deacons following the service in the front up here just for a few moments, a brief meeting uh, with the deacons, okay? If you would do that. Um, Mark chapter 5, verse 25. I'm waiting until you get there. Everybody there? Here we go. Verse 25, and a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing bettered but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in to press behind and touched his garment, for she said, if I may touch his touch but his clothes shall be whole and straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she uh, felt in her body that she was healed of all the plague and jesus immediately knowing himself the uh, the, the virtue or the virtue or the power was gone out of him he turned about in the press and said who touched my clothes now his disciples said to him you see the multitude thronging you and you say who touched me and he looked around about to see her who had done this thing But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, your faith has made you whole. Go in peace and be whole of your plague. I want to talk to you today about the power and the authority of a new covenant believer. 
The reason I say that is many times we, we know that we have received benefits. We know that we have stuff that's manifesting through the power of the Spirit in our Christian walk. We know that in the new covenant it's no longer me laboring my way to get to heaven, but Jesus took care of that by dying on the cross so that now when he said it's finished, it means my laboring is finished. It means that I truly am seated at the right hand of the Father. I am, I'm living an abundant and a victorious life right now on earth. And one amen. Amen. Two amens. Did y'all hear what I just said? We've understood that part, but there's another part of this grace walk that we've not yet tapped into. And through this marvelous story, I want to pull out a couple of nuggets that I think are going to help you in your Christian walk. I believe that uh, everybody somewhere around and about has an issue. Can I get an amen? Does anybody have an issue in the house today? We've all got issues. Isn't it amazing, though, that of all the people in this story, Jesus only heals one. It said that she had an issue of blood, but everybody there had an issue of something. What was it that caused Jesus to heal this specific woman and not all the multitudes that touched him? Now, I know you've heard a lot of religious sermons and you've heard that, you know, there wasn't enough faith and, uh, not, you know, all that stuff in, in, in its being. And we've heard all kind of, you know, well, you, you got to press through harder through the crowd, you know. And so we all go home going, oh, I got to press harder to Jesus so I can get healed. We know that in the new covenant, that healing is ours the moment that Jesus said it's finished. See, I was born into being healed. The moment I accepted Christ Jesus, I was healed. Brother Barry, how can you say you're healed when you're looking at yourself and you know you ain't? Good question. Do y'all realize the state of this woman? Let's look at it for a moment. Look what the Bible says about her condition. Go with me, if you don't mind, to verse 26. She suffered many things of many physicians. This is after 12 years of an issue of blood. She, so in other words, um, she suffered a lot of pain due to all of her illness, and she spent all that she had. So the Bible says that she's broke. She done spent all of her money. All of her hope was spent because her hope was in a doctor. When her hope was gone because their money was gone and there was still no better conditions because the Bible even says, and nothing better, but she was actually worse. Now, I don't know about you, but I've been in situations like this before. Maybe not in the physical realm. It might be financial. It might be marital. It might be whatever your case is. Y'all have tried everything you know to try, and you're at your wit's end. You don't know what you're going to do, and you're not getting results. In fact, it's worse. You have an issue today. So how do we fix the issue? How do we get breakthrough in this issue in a new covenant lifestyle as a new covenant believer? Well, you know as well as I do that uh, the key to getting results in a Christian walk is by faith. I'm going to say that again. The key to getting results in your Christian walk is by faith. Remember, faith means persuasion. Faith means I'm being persuaded. Faith means that I'm being persuaded that God is bringing the stuff he said I have out of me. I'm not being persuaded that I have it. I'm being persuaded that he's bringing it out. That's even a a deeper Christian walk. See, if you're being persuaded that you have it, you're still in the baby stages of your walk. 
Because a new covenant believer needs to realize that everything that God says that Jesus is, you are. If Jesus is healing, you're healed. If Jesus is righteous, you're righteous. If Jesus is complete, you're complete. This is a basic believing, folks. This is the basics of Christianity in the message of grace. But the Bible says here in this story in verse 27, And when she heard Jesus, whoo, I love that. Woo, I love it, I love it, I love it. Okay, when she heard Jesus, y'all remember something now. She is, she is sick. She's got an issue. Levitical law in that day was you have to shout unclean, unclean, not just a leper. Anybody who had any kind of a terminal illness or any kind of sickness for a long term, you have to proclaim coming to a crowd, unclean, unclean, so they get out of the way because they believe if you just touched them, they would get what you have. This woman... She says, and when I heard Jesus, <laughs> all right, get this now, you ready? Who is the word? Right, the Bible says in John, in the beginning was the word, right? The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Who was the word? The word was with God and the word is God. The word is Jesus. She heard the word. Now, let me ask you a question. What's the Bible say about hearing the word? It says faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Y'all even see where this is going. Now watch. She heard the word. How would she even know who Jesus was? Well, if you back up to the story before this, it was that dude who was in the, the cemetery, the demonic fella. And Jesus healed him and told him, now go into all of Gardenes and the other towns amongst and proclaim what I did for you. And the old boy evidently did his job, didn't he? Because he wanted to go with Jesus. Jesus, uh-uh, I need you to witness right here, buddy. And because of that old boy witnessing, this woman who had 12 years of an issue of blood in a state where she had no hope, she wasn't getting any better, she needed some help. And so she says, that's it, I'm going to go find. And it says, and when she heard Jesus, came in the press behind and she touched his garment. The woman realized that if she could get a hold of the word, did you know what happened to us when we started understanding grace? We finally started getting a hold of the word. What do I mean by that? We finally started getting a hold of what Jesus says we are in him. Y'all see this? We finally got a hold of what the word means. What do you think built your faith? Hearing what Jesus says about you. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. How does faith come? By believing and hearing what God says about you. So the more you hear it, the more you believe it. Did you know that if you believe something, action follows? Belief will birth action. It will. If you believe something's good enough, you'll drive to the ump degree to prove it. Jerry took me to a restaurant in Tennessee. Columbus, Columbia, Tennessee. Brother Barry, I want to take you to a restaurant. It's really good. I'm going to show you how good it is. Let's go this week. I said, let's go. We drove an hour and a half, hour and 40 minutes, to a restaurant because he tasted it. He knew it was good. He believed it was the best restaurant, so he put action behind it and took me with him. Whatever you believe, action will follow. People say, why do I need to be so faithful in church nowadays? Because grace is all about he did everything. I'm supposed to rest. 
I'm not coming to church to get a, a little uh, a, a law-abiding sticker on my chest to prove that I'm a good Christian. I want to be faithful to church because I believe in what grace says I am. And if I believe it, action follows. I want to come and learn more. I want to come and find out more and more of who Jesus says I am. See, we ought to be excited about next weekend. God's bringing us a deliverer of the word that is anointed, that is gifted, that is bold in his faith. Stepped up in a church smaller than ours at the time when he began. And he, he started proclaiming grace and he caught a lot of resistance. But the internet crowd liked it and he got over a million listeners on the internet. His church is over a million viewers. He left the church and went to California and felt it's time to do the evangelistic ministry. And he's traveling to churches all over America while he lives in California. And he has a weekly church in a house. But he's got over a million people listening to the Word every day. Why is that important? Because God chose this man for a reason. God has established grace for a reason. That it would give life to those who are in trouble, who have no hope, who feel like they're getting worse. We're about to experience something incredible. Come next week because you'll see that, hey, I want to learn more of who I am in Him. But see, if you believe it, you'll put action behind it. And what happened was this woman believed what that man told her. Or whoever that man told and told her. But through the witnessing, she believed that Jesus was her, was her hope and her answer. So she's pressing through the crowd when she heard Jesus. And look what she says in verse 28. If I may touch but his clothes, shall I be whole. Woo, man, what a proclamation. If I could just touch his clothes, I will be whole. She didn't say, I wonder if I touch him, touch him if I'll even be better. Did y'all hear that? The Bible says, as she says, I'm going to touch him so that I can be whole. I want to talk to you about a couple things right now that I believe is the reason we're not seeing the manifestation of Christ Jesus flowing out of us in a New Covenant Believing Church. I've been preaching on benefits for quite a while. I've been preaching on um, how the, the gifts are manifested through the, the New Covenant Believer by the power of the Holy Spirit, that Jesus is that seed planted in us, and seeds always produce something in the right soil. We are the right soil. We are the place where he dwells. We're the temple. God placed Christ in us and us in Christ for a reason. To produce something. Did you ever notice that God always uses a man to bless a man? God used Abraham to bless many nations. God could have easily just said, blessings on all the nations. But God used man to bless man. God came to the form of man to bless you and me. He used Jesus as a man to bless us. Y'all realize the power of you? God can use you to turn your family upside down. God moves through people to bless people. That's why it's important that if I believe grace, then I need to have action behind my grace. What is the action? Jesus says in Luke chapter 9, verse 1, He told His disciples, He says, I am about to give you my all power and all authority to go and to cast out demons and to heal the sick. Jesus said that. Jesus says, I'm giving you my power and authority. But He said, all power and all authority. 
You as a new covenant believer have all power and all authority within you. Because Christ is your source and power source of authority. Y'all hang with me. I'm going somewhere. I know y'all are looking at me kind of funny today. Hang with me, okay? I know, I know that I'm an artist. I know that I get like down pig trails. I know that sometimes you think I'm repeating myself like a broken record. But trust me, the, the Lord has an ending here and he wants me to get there. But I'm trying to make it so clear that you can't leave going, I didn't understand what he meant. I like to make it so clear that it's clear. So if you think I'm just kind of milking time, I'm not. I'm trying to really make sure we get this thing, okay? What I'm trying to present right now with the help of the Spirit is that God has established you and I to do more than just come to church or to just say that we're a new covenant believer. God came that you would become a new covenant believer. A new covenant believer goes out and makes a difference in a world because remember, it's us who's proclaiming the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. When people say our church is dead, you know what what irks me about that? Is that the only ministry of death is the law. I don't preach law. So if you're basing death upon the numbers of people here, pity on you. Because I'm going to tell you something. This church is greener and, and stronger spiritually than many churches in this community because you people have grown you people have come a long way in a short time i know where i'm at spiritually i know how the lord has shaped me and changed me so i can only base it on my testimony but i've seen your testimonies as well the lord has given us something and we've not been using it the reason we haven't is because we we're at that point now where it's time to learn it's time to learn the new phase of our walk. Now, I'm not preaching today word of faith. I want you to hear me clear. Word of faith is you speak something that you don't have into existence. New covenant believer already has everything he needs. Big difference. They say, I need a Cadillac. I speak by the word of faith, a Cadillac. God, give me a Cadillac, and they'll tell you that on TV, and if you send $1,000, it'll come quicker than if you didn't. That's word of faith. I ain't playing that game. I'm talking about... The word of authority in Christ Jesus filled with his power. This lady does something that we need to get a hold of. Are you ready? The first thing she did before she ever spoke was she knew in her mind that when Jesus said it's finished, it's finished. How do you know that? Because she knew that if she could touch him, she'd be whole. Y'all realize that if you would get in your mind that when God said that by his stripes you're healed, you're healed. If you believe that, and I know the doctor will come up and the doctor will say this to you. Hey, I got some news to tell you. And you say, oh, really? Well, I have some news to tell you. Now, that's walking in faith. That, that's being bold in your walk. Did you know that most of us fear what people will think if we speak out in faith so we don't? I'll look stupid if I say that. I'll just wait and I'll do it privately in my closet. If the Lord tells you to step up and be bold in your faith and proclaim what he says you have, that means you really believe by faith what Jesus said he did at the cross for you. So when the doctor tells you you have something else, you don't go, oh, okay, all right, doc, thank you. How much medicine am I supposed to take? I know this is iffy, ice, thin ice, walking, talking, preaching. But let's be honest. This woman already been to all the doctors. No hope. So she comes to a physician that guarantees he healed her. And she went expecting her. Look what she said. She says this. She says that if I can press in behind him and touch his garment, uh, if I may touch his clothes, 
I'll be whole. She didn't say healed. She said whole. In other words, all my issues are taken care of. Do you believe Jesus went to the cross for all of your issues? Do you believe that you have all the resolve for your issues within? Last week we learned that Abraham said that he was fully persuaded that God's promises would be fulfilled. That's faith. Faith, according to Scripture, is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is the substance of things. Let's say this is faith, all right? Watch this. I'm going to say this is healing. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. What am I hoping for? For healing? So faith is the substance of it. Watch this. And the evidence of things not seen. The Lord reveals it through persuasion that you're healed by hearing the Word of God. Remember, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word. If God says that my son said it's finished because your healing now is a complete deal. It's completely finished. You are healed by the power of the blood. Do you believe it or don't you? If you're afraid to speak out your faith walk, you're walking in unbelief. Woo, this is hard preaching. I knew I was going to have a hard time. I said, Lord, it's going to be fun, but not fun. We're so notorious to fall into the trap of, well, what if I say it and it doesn't work? That's unbelief. We can't think like that. If you think that way, I wonder how you know that you're saved. How do I know I'm saved? Because Jesus says I am. So I, I walk by faith and knowing that I believe I'm saved. So if I believe I'm saved, I've got to believe I'm healed. I've got to believe that I'm delivered. I've got to believe that I, I'm prosperous. Yeah, what about my bills, Brother Barry? I ain't got no money flowing. When's the last time we spoke like this woman did with authority? You see, not only do you have to believe in your mind what Jesus says you have, you've got to call it forth what's already in you. She just said right there, that if I touch him, I will be whole. Are y'all with me this morning? <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is interesting. I wish I could get a snapshot of y'all's faces. I, um, I know that the next verse says, if you'll read it with me, straightway. Y'all see that? Straightway. Now, why in the world would that verse, that word straightway be in there? Um, because straightway actually means immediately. Immediately. That's not a word to be taken lightly. Immediately. Well, Brother Bear, I've tried this before and it doesn't work. Oh, really, under the new covenant mindset that everything that Christ is, you are? So we're learning that. And a lot of us still don't even believe that. That's why we're having a hard time taking the next step. What would happen if we start speaking with power and authority as Jesus told his disciples in Luke 9 and 1 and cast out demons and heal the sick? What if we start speaking with authority? What if we go up and just say, I'll tell you what, hey, Doc, I know what you're about to tell us, but uh, I'm a new covenant believer, and I believe that Jesus already took care of everything. And in fact, I just want to thank him right now for my healing. The doctor will think you're nuts, and you're afraid to say it because your family members are with you, and you don't want to look stupid. So we be quiet. Thank God for a woman with an issue of blood for 12 years who was not afraid to speak out. Y'all realize she was supposed to say, unclean, unclean. 
but she believed that much in what Jesus says he did for others and what he did for her that she was going to press forth to get it. You and I have already pressed forth. (laughs) How did I press forth the moment I believed? The moment I believed, Jesus took ownership of me. He allowed the old Barry to be dead, and he put a new man in me himself. And Jesus Christ is in me. Jesus Christ does not live in the same body with sickness. He doesn't. Jesus says, who touched my clothes? Isn't that interesting that he paused and he wanted to find out who touched him? Because power left his body. Interesting. That goes to show that power and authority is what came about by faith. By faith, we use the power and authority that Christ put in us to stop a storm. Do you all remember Julian and June Driver? Julian used to always, when storms come, he and his wife would go out in the back porch and he'd speak to the storms and he'd give it a name. He'd say, Mr. Storm, if your name's Benny today, I'm going to tell you something, Benny. You ain't coming around to cater. You might as well just go ahead and calm down. When you get over us, it's going to be nothing but water for our flowers because you ain't going to blow nothing over. You just understand, by the authority I have in Christ Jesus, you are not going to come near my house. He used to pray that all the time. We were here on a Wednesday night. A bad storm was coming. And he come in here, and he was smiling. And he says, Pastor, don't you just preach tonight. Now he says, don't you worry about it. I, me and June done told the storm to, to go around to cater. <laughs> I'll never forget that that night. Now listen, I didn't understand authority then. I thought the guy was a little wacky. I was a little nervous about preaching that night. I still thought the storm was going to come. But I was new in grace. I'm understanding now that, hey, we will see the manifestations of God and the benefits that he's given us. We will. Some of y'all are afraid to even believe it. I'll tell you what, if you have doubt today or you're walking in unbelief, you just hang out with us believers and you're going to start seeing some pretty cool stuff. You know what the Lord is showing me? Somebody said this past week about how God keeps weed in the garden. You know, he's getting the weeds out of here. And, and, and I don't know if I believe all that. All I know is this, all right? There are people here whose roots are so deep that you can't help but start having power and authority rise up. That you've been in this long enough now that whenever I tell you that we have everything in Christ, you're, you're, it's automatic. You just go, amen. I know that's true. Do you know how you really know it? What is something right now? In fact, I want you all to do this, if you don't mind. I want you all to yell out loud, okay? Now, I know some of you are nervous already because you're going, yeah, I don't yell in church. All right, say out loud, if you would, one thing right now that you feel that you need in your natural body or in your life right now. Okay, I'm going to count to three, and everybody just yell it out. It may be a power bill paid or just money in general. It might be a new car. It might be healing, whatever. I want you to right now say it out loud at the count of three. You ready? One, two, three. Now, let me just say this. Do you believe that Jesus already took care of that in your life? Do you? I'm sorry? (laughs) That's right. No cripples in heaven. (laughs) He's a hoot, dude. I'm telling you. Everybody needs a Doy Smith in your life. I'm telling you. Man. (laughs) Are you... Are you done preaching? All right, just just checking. I love him. He's he's a dear precious friend. Let let, let me ask y'all this. What is it that keeps us from believing that but yet now speaking it into authority? 
We say we believe it, and I believe you do. But after belief births action. It's way more than just saying it. It's doing it. The new covenant believers ought to be the ones doing it because we firmly have been taught. We're grounded now that, hey, everything's in him. He's not looking for me in in the realm of put my hand to the plow. I'm already guaranteed a ticket to heaven through the power of the blood and Jesus finishing his work. All I do is simply believe. So then what happens? As I believe, that, that belief in me comes forth. That lady was speaking what she felt in her heart. I got to press through. I got to touch him because if I do, I know I will be whole. And she proclaimed it out loud. Now look here. The Bible even says this in the story. His disciples, they're clueless. They're looking around, but they always were clueless. And who touched who? What do you mean who touched you, Jesus? All these people are touching you. He looked around about to see who's uh, done that thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, I love this part. Watch this. Knowing what was done in her came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. Isn't it amazing that the goodness of God leads to repentance? She realized what all just happened to her. That her issue of blood dried up after 12 years. So it says she came to tell the truth. (laughs) The truth was probably I thought, man, I always heard about your daddy, how mean he was. I heard how he was an angry God and put down wrath. And, man, he told the Levitical laws are part of you guys, and we ain't allowed to come in a crowd. We have to shout unclean. I mean, she's telling the full truth now. She's confessing, right, repentance, change your mind because of the goodness. Jesus didn't say, if there's a sinner out here in this crowd, you better repent before you touch me. He didn't say that. He didn't. And he said unto her, daughter, your faith has made you whole. Go in peace and be whole of your plague. I love it. (laughs) Did you know he told us the same thing at the cross? Now, some of y'all are thinking, well, I don't need a miracle like a healing miracle, Pastor Barry. Some of y'all have some kind of issue because you're human and you're in a physical body. Do y'all realize that when you take authority, you're speaking the supernatural to come to the natural? You're speaking supernatural to come in the realm of natural. You are calling for your healing to be manifested or to be visible. Or faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things seen. Faith will be the evidence of your healing. It will bring forth what you've been hoping for And you knew what it was, but now it's come forth. Why? Because you spoke by authority what you know you have in Christ. Now, when I say speaking authority, I don't mean you walk out with a loud voice, everybody shut up and listen to me. I'm speaking by the authority of God. I'm not saying do that. I'm talking about anybody puts negative on you, you speak the opposite in Christ. Had somebody tell me this week, church is dying under your leadership. I said, I'm sorry, but I don't believe that. I know who I am in Christ Jesus. (laughs) And Christ Jesus is not dead. Christ Jesus is not dead. Hey, let me me ask y'all another question real quick. I know I may be going a little over today, but I'm excited about this word. The Lord just brought this thing of the authority and power through Christ. How many of y'all believe that sitting here every Sunday, because the Bible says that if we we, uh, plant, you know, we water, and, um, and, and we plant the seed and we water that God will do the increase. The Bible says that, okay? So if we're expecting God to do the increase, let me ask you all a question. Is God going to start just bringing people in here on his own without us doing a thing? 
How does God work through us? Ooh, now y'all are going somewhere here. You see, this is faith put in action. This is belief believing something. So how does this church grow? How does this church grow? For you believing enough that what Jesus said, you believe it enough that you want to go and tell somebody. What are you going to tell them? You're going to actually, His goodness will tell them. What's His goodness? Your healing. What's your goodness? Your financial miracle. What's the goodness? Your new car that you didn't even know where it was coming from. These, this couple right here, do y'all mind me telling? This couple right here, a couple months ago, one of them was going to live. Inherited a house. Not just a house, a nice house. Land. They're rejoicing because they realize that God blessed them through somebody. And let me tell you, they're proclaiming what God's doing. I guarantee you, you ain't got to tell them not to, shh, don't you tell nobody now. They'll tell you, get out of the way. We're so re- she was telling me before service, big old tears, just, man, I can't believe. Uh, two months ago, we didn't have a place to live. We were kicked out of our place, and now God gave us a house, gave it to us debt-free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's the goodness of God. That's how grace works. We speak by authority what God has already given. God says He'll supply all your needs according to what? His riches in glory. Woo! We have no clue what God wants to do. We're all walking around here with a big vault locked on top of our head saying, don't bless me now, brother, because I'm, I'm happy and I'm wholly broke. Well, if you want to be happy and holy and broke and keep singing that stinking old song of fill my cup, Lord, go ahead. I'm saying, fill my house, Lord. <laughs> fill my cup, Lord. How about this one? Y'all remember this song? Pass me not, O gentle Savior. Hear my humble. Listen here. He said, he'll never leave me nor forsake me. Why am I singing that crazy song? I, I, listen, I sang that was in a believer, not an unbeliever. As a believer. Like Jesus was going to leave me. Please don't leave me, Lord. Please don't leave me. How many times you prayed that? That goes to show our mindset. We've got to start speaking, praying, and believing that what Jesus says we have, we have. That what Jesus says that we, we uh, ha- have possessed through Him, we have possessed it through Him. And allow faith to reveal it to us through persuasion. Whoo, man, that's good teaching. Now, I know that's crazy. I know this is way off what I was taught growing up. But that Bible story for the first time made sense. If Jesus came and He really did what He did, then why aren't we seeing results? Because we're good up to the point for power and authority. We're good up to the point until He says, now, start speaking what you have. I know on Wednesday night I've been teaching the group, start praying. Every time you pray, just let it be a prayer of thanksgiving. Every time... Every time you pray, just let it be a prayer of thanksgiving. Brother Barry, I need you to pray for my sister. Lord, I thank you that whatever's wrong with her sister, it's fixed because it was at the cross. Not, Lord, I pray you come down and your power would just be shed upon. Forget the holy talk. Start praying a prayer of thanksgiving. Thanksgiving means it's already done. Have you all ever had one of your kids ask you for something and you already gave it to them? And they still ask you for something. And they keep asking you for something. And finally, do you know what you end up doing? You just don't respond. Have you all ever done that before? Noah is notorious. 
Dad, where's my tractor? I put it in your playroom, son. Dad, where's my tractor? It's in your playroom, son. Dad, where is my tractor? And he's looking under the couch. I just get quiet. I done answered you three times, kid. If you don't understand what playroom means, figure it out. You know what? I think God does that. Y'all have been praying for healing for how many years and God's quiet now? It's like, you know what? I done told you. Healing's at the cross. You got it the moment you're saved. Just speak it. Does that make sense? How many people have said, I don't think God hears me when I pray about my healing? He doesn't. Because you're asking Him for it. Why don't you thank Him for it? And you'll see the power manifested. Woo! That's, that's, that's cool stuff, man. Now, I want to ask you as we leave today. That thing you mentioned earlier that I asked you to shout out. Do you believe the reason you're not seeing it is because of unbelief? If you really believe that that thing that you think you need, God's already supplied all your needs. He's already done it. If you believe that thing you need is higher than grace, then you think that grace could never fulfill it. But you've got to realize that grace is higher than any need you have. Do you know why it is? Because Jesus is grace, and Jesus is the source of all your needs. Your need will never be higher than who Jesus is. So if you're in Christ, stop asking for what you need and start thanking Him for it. Lord, I thank you that that thing's coming in my life right now. I know it's been there, Lord. I'm like Abraham now. I'm not doubting anymore. In fact, the Bible said that, that he was fully persuaded that God's promises were fulfilled. That's heavy. That's heavy. That's a good thing to chew on this week, isn't it? Now, when we leave today, I want you to do this. I want you to say, you know what, that area, let's just say somebody said money, okay? Finances. You need help in finances. And a lot of us do. Lord, I want to thank you for the financial breakthrough that you have promised me. And I want to thank you for, Lord, even the people that you're going to put in my path to show me how to manage finances. A lot of y'all are okay financially. You just don't know how to manage. It's truth. Because some of y'all, your kids making a lot more than you, and they ain't got no money, and you're set good. So you thank the Lord for the complete package. God's not going to just lay money on top of you so you can keep blowing it. He's going to put somebody in your path to show you how to budget and, and manage. So you start thanking Him for that with authority. Lord, I thank you that you're sending somebody to me to teach me about how to do this. Lord, I thank you for uh, the confidence you're giving me and the boldness to speak that when my doctor says I have something, I know what Jesus says I have. And you start speaking it. You call somebody on the phone and go, hey, you know what? I'm healed. I'll never forget a day. Chester Lemon called me and says, Barry, the Lord healed me. I said, Chester, that's great. I said to the doctor, nope, doctor ain't said it. I just know the Lord's healed me. And he went back to the doctor what, three weeks later, and the doctor said the cancer was gone or he doesn't have cancer. Spoke it three weeks in advance. Called me confident like the doctor told him I ain't got no cancer. But he spoke and took authority and the power of who he is in Christ. And the gift was manifested. Bow your heads if you would. Lord, I thank you that you are awesome God and you have allowed your faith to reveal to us what we have in grace God all these things we don't deserve but that's what grace is all about we don't deserve it how awesome is that when people come up and say you don't deserve this and we can turn around with authority and say you're right but isn't it awesome <laughs> I thank you God that 
you're a loving God, that you have put us in a position to show your goodness, to show your glory, to give you all praise as we just reflect all the great things you do for us in the realm of provision. So Father, I ask right now that you would just remind each one of us that we access all these things by faith. Deliverance comes by faith. Healing comes by faith. Prosperity comes by faith. Salvation came by faith. Righteousness came by faith, Lord. And faith is simply being persuaded to where the authority of the power of God would allow these things to come forth. Father, I thank you. I thank you that you are all-knowing. I'm thankful that you know every need that was mentioned earlier. And Lord, I'm thankful that you didn't ignore us. Because Lord, we're not asking you anymore for it. We're thanking you that you gave it to us. I thank you for the word of truth. I thank you for the woman with the issue of blood and the story that showed me that God, proper faith is when we firmly walk based on what you've done, not what we do. Realizing that faith is going to bring about or reveal to us what grace has already given us. And we speak it with confidence and we thank you in return. I give you praise and honor today, Lord, for being a God who is gracious, who is loving. And I thank you, Lord, for faith. In Jesus' name, amen.